everybody we got a great show for you today um of course i'm here and you are joining a couple of cousins with eric and Brittany. i want to talk about this real quick okay do you do you real quick real quick before we go into our first segment we got our 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 main topic for today is um chatting about being um preacher kids because you know both of us are preacher kids but um i want to say this do you find it wrong that my name comes before yours in the um in the title or you were like eh it doesn't bother me at all because didn't you come up with it though didn't you say didn't you put huh what come up with what didn't you put like in our first graphic didn't you have eric first yeah because it flows better Brittany and eric doesn't sound right mm, exactly so my friend was like why is her name coming last well, she, like, a woman she did that was she having a woman empowerment moment or i guess you know that's okay sis i know who i am we good <laughs> women 2021 <laughs> that's okay the yeah, last person like. for now i'm just kidding i'm about to go through all <laughs> right i mean Brittany and eric ain't too bad either ah, that you know how i am okay i got you so that doesn't work well Mm-mm. all right we good all right so, um, yeah, our topic today uh, basically is about our life experience of being preacher kids, pros and cons and all that good stuff. Uh, I think it's going to be eye-opening for my cousin. I don't know if it's going to be eye-opening. Huh? We've had, we're going to get into, but we've had two different experiences, I think, based off of, um, what's it called? What's it called? What the Methodist, Protestant, Baptist? Oh yeah, de- de- denomination. Denomination, yes. I think yeah. it's going to be different based off denominations are different. That's right. I think your denomination has changed and mine has been the same because anyway, yeah. So I think, yeah, that's, yeah, probably, no I think that's part of the reason why it might be different experiences. Oh yeah. Yeah. But um, so we're gonna get into that later. But yeah. our first uh, segment, uh, and we and we definitely have some good stuff going on um a playlist our, our third segment um is going to be our uh, playlist shout out and i have a song that really kind of did some things and i'll talk, get into that later but our first segment um is Brittany, you care to say our first segment? You're like, what's going on here i know <laughs> it's so crazy because i have um Old notes from our old segment up. It's not not our old show up, not the notes for this show. So I'm like, Ugh. what's happening? What was that? <laughs> so what? okay, our first. <laughs> Sorry, you're so special. Our first segment is random thought. That's it. Random thoughts. That's right. Random. <laughs> that wasn't random okay you want to go first you want to go ahead and go i'm gonna need you to go first on this one okay so my random thought lately have been more philosophical i don't know Hmm. maybe because i'm reading more i don't know so my random thought to write it down um is our personality shaped by our upbringing that was my random thought because i was just thinking don't ask me how i started thinking about i was just in, in the kitchen you know making lunch and um I was just thinking just about personalities. And so I'm like, where does your personality come from? Mm. And not that I just quote this movie haphazardly, but you know, in the movie Soul, they kind of showed like people were just <laughs> thrown into a personality basically, right? 
And, and part of me, I was like, okay, I feel like the way that I am, the way that I speak, how I govern myself is based off my upbringing because my mom and dad are very proper. They're both educated, just how they carry themselves. Not uppity, but you know, that's just, they're, that's how they carry themselves. Um, I think one, because of their upbringing wasn't that way and the way of the world was a little different. So they wanted to make me and Jason, you know, making sure that we were prepared, if that makes sense. So they're from more of a, um, I don't know, it's, it's a little bit more country, which is completely fine. Uh, but they wanted us to be just a different way because they knew the kind of lifestyle we were in. And so I was like, I know that part came from my upbringing, but like, what about me? Just who I am? Like, where did that, did that come from? And disclaimer, of course, this all comes from God. Like we, we know that I'm just, you know, I'm not going to get into that part of it, but you know, like what, I don't know what, what stemmed from that because how, like I take my brother, like me and Jason are both creative. And so that's a part of our personalities, but we're both extremely different. I'm a little bit more like boop, 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 boop. Jason is more like, hey, like he's just real chill, you know? Real chill. Right. And so I'm like, where does that, I don't know where that com- comes from. You know what I just realized? No. If you were to put Jason and you together as a person, it would be me. Or, I, think so. I think so. I think so. I, I think so. I think I have both personalities. I think both personality traits. Like, cause I can get kind of out there sometimes, and and I'm I'm kind of laid back, kind of. That's too. true. I mean, I could be laid back too, but I'm more. I am more just like just. I don't know. Right. I don't know what you call that. Not high strong, but it's just something. Mm. Um. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I don't. I don't know. But with me saying them, like, where does it actually come from? Is it just instilled? Is it just what you tend to like? I don't know. It's just so interesting. Everybody's personality is so different. Knowing your mom and your dad, though, I can see like oh, your personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely both, both of them. Um, and I just think it's like voices. So we we're, we're taught like um, I think in music school. Me, uh, my my uh, when I said music school band band when I was in band, uh, my instructor we had this idea of music and how you emulate people um, when you're learning music and you're doing jazz or anything you emulate artists until you find your own voice mm-hmm. uh, and so I think um, we emulate what we see as kids and then we kind of become our own person mm-hmm. out of that so the people that we see most of our parents you know Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so we, we become a combination of both of them. I think. I think that's good because, like, I have some friends that were raised by grandparents, and they definitely have like that old soul vibe. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where that comes from. So I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, my mm-hmm. my random thought is it's absolutely as thought provoking as yours, and it happened last night, but. Right. I came across some kittens, some kit, some kittens, and um, when I was pumping gas, pumping gas, I I didn't come across them. I just saw them from a, um, a little ways away, and they were doing what kittens do. Oh, you yeah. know, no, they were by the dumpster <laughs> trying to find something to eat. I'm sure. Oh, okay. But and then cleaning themselves like how a kitten would. Yeah. And I'm like, my random thought was. So kittens just out here having babies and 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 and, and moving. So moving around like they they like you don't like in my mind cats. So cats living like deer 
out here, basically. Like you're just having baby and just going ran, ran, rampaging. I mean, not rampaging or anything, but um, just rampant, just mm-hmm. going about their life, like in the wildlife. And I'm like, those are called strays. huh? They're called strays. Yeah, but that's weird to me though that they don't have a place to stay. Yeah, because cats aren't really wildlife. Like it's not like a right. Lion. That's what I'm <clears throat> excuse me well that's not their choice it's probably because somebody right. you know the, the mama away or they who knows what the case may be that didn't just you know or it could have been the one cat could have been a house pet and then they that person gave them away or got displaced or whatever and then that cat became a stray cat and then another stray cat and then you know mm. yeah bunch of strays that's interesting they were cute cats i have a i actually have a cat living on my my land Mm-hmm. And I wanted to feed them, but I don't do it. They'll I be had nothing every day, and I didn't say what you what you said. You do that, they'll be there every single day. Yeah, I was good with that. Wow, you got to know that cat. But see, first of all, wild animals, animals that have not been domestic, they could be cute and all. I need to know where they're coming from because they can have diseases. Like legit, something could be going on with them. And then I'm just not a cat person, so cats are cool. But I don't. Uh, I only play with us. Only play with cats of people that I know. Like my friends that have cats, like I'm cool with them. I go to their house, they do what they want to do because it's their house, and I'm just like, all right, and then I go home to my dog. Like, I, don't just, I get it. I don't and know. Then, but does Ollie um sense like does he smell the the scent of like the cat? And does he act weird? No, he smells the scent of everything. So I don't, I'm going to the grocery store, I'm around a cat dog. Mm. Now, if it's a dog, he lingers a little bit longer. Like on my pant leg, if it's a dog, he'll linger a little, a little bit longer. But when we're outside, there's stray cats and he'd be ready just to, part of me is like he wants to attack and the other parts he wants to play. It just depends on what kind of cat it is, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some cats he's ready, like his hair goes up on the back, on his back. And mm-hmm. other times he's just playing. So I don't, I don't, I don't be bothering no cats. Mm-hmm. I can't judge a cat. Dogs, okay, hair raised, let's leave them alone. Tails wagging, they're happy. You know what I'm saying? You can kind of judge it. Cats, I don't know what they got going on. I don't got time to figure it out. They could be they could be smiling and just slap you out of nowhere. Right. <laughs> you seen okay. the YouTube videos? Cash is being yeah. mental. I'm just like, what? Are, I don't. They're just I don't chilling know. and are you just chilling, looking at TV, and they just come and slap you up. As out. I'm just like, I don't, I don't like. I can read a dog. That's what I like. So. Yeah. Yeah. But so that's my random dot. Just. I, so my dot was basically like. Huh, cats. <laughs> like, like free. <laughs> no bills or nothing. Um, okay, that's a really interesting thought. Right. I don't know. It's weird. And then I was just like, I don't know. And then it came into like, man, I want to feed those cats. So I want to at least do something. I mean, because they, they look nice. They look like cool cats. But, um, like you said. The pound. Uh, I ain't trying to get no cat now. Straight up. No, I'm saying take them to the pound. Oh, I'm taking. Okay, so. Mm. <laughs> well, you want to do something that'll help them. That'll help them get adopted. Then they'll have a home. Then they won't be strays. It's, people don't want to get cats now. Like you go to the pound, they 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 overran with a bunch of cats. Or you can always do fosters are really big now. That's where I got Ollie from. So foster organizations they do cats. They do just about everybody, but they they do that. Hmm. a lot of fosters come into play when the pound like you said is too full or humane society is too full yeah i don't i don't it's too much work it's too much work 
I don't think okay. I do it. Well, I just, you know, it's just a suggestion since you wanted to help, but your help. Well, no, I didn't want to help. I, my bad. I, I made it sound like I wanted to help. <laughs> like, I was like, do they need help? You know what I'm saying? You know how, like, <laughs> you see somebody. It's just it, not. <laughs> and then out of arm's reach. But you're like, man, I wouldn't mind helping if I could, if I wanted to. I wouldn't mind to mind. But, but you're like, mm. This is just out of arm's reach. Um, so the, the 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 main the meat and the potatoes of the show. Potatoes. Um, what was your experience being a a, a PK? I have to go first. Oh, oh, my? What was my? Well, I asked myself, Eric, what was your experience being a PKK? Um, so my dad was, you know. He was rough on, he was hard. He was a hard, he was hard on us, you know. Was um, he hard on you because he was a pastor or was he hard on you just because that's him? I don't know. See, this is the thing though. I, it's hard for me to take the, the two apart because, huh. because um, when he was hard on me, he was a pastor and my dad, you know what I'm saying? Or, or you know, preacher and my dad. So my dad was an assistant pastor. Um, but so, uh, Either way, either way, even so, our because of our denomination, like you brought up earlier, we couldn't do a bunch of things. Which was now, what? You had my brothers, huh? Which was what for the people that don't know? Okay, right. Um, so seven day Advantage? holiness. Oh. No, it's not evangelist. It's like seven day holiness. So it's like, so it's like oh, a Pentecostal meets. Oh yeah, it's it's a lot. So it's like Pentecostal meets. Seven day, or or um, when I say seven day, seven day Adventist. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's a lot of fire and brimstone. Yeah, you thought you met fire and brimstone. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, so I grew up that, and you, and so we there's certain things we couldn't do. Yeah, um, just because of the denomination, and so if you let my brothers, my brothers tell it. <laughs> We could have been in the NBA by now, it, but for the Sabbath day, as they call it. But for we couldn't, we couldn't go to games you. on Friday. Not. You know what? My thing is, Jer uh, no, I'm about to say my brother's name. Like, <laughs> it's like, dude, no. The reason why we ain't in the NBA is because I stopped growing at five <laughs> nine, and, and my skills was never worth nothing to talk about. Um, that's why we didn't make it to the NBA. It had to do with uh, us not being able to go to the games and be a part of no team. Um, okay, interesting so enough, though, huh? So you weren't. No, I'm just just for some context here. You weren't able to be a part of teams. What else? Right. Uh, the cool thing is because I was in band. I don't know. My mom and dad was fine with me playing music or going because it was more. It, it, I don't know why. I don't. I, I don't I don't understand the logic. Hmm? What was the problem with sports? Oh, I don't. Uh, I, well, sports was was it? It wasn't. It sports didn't add to your in their mind. It was entertainment purposes. Like being in a band was more educational purposes, you know. And so um, it was easier for them to justify doing that. Um, and so, but. But that was a big thing. Like, so we were just on lockdown from 
from <clears throat> Friday night to Saturday night. We couldn't do anything. And that's when you try to have fun and you try to just let your hair down and do X, Y, and Z. Um, so it, it was not, it was no bueno. Anyways, so <clears throat> we, uh, my dad was, he was strict on that. And just, just raising kids, mm-hmm. um, five kids at that, mm-hmm. he had to keep a tight ship. So that apart from that, you know, then you had, you have that. Um, so it, it was rough. So we couldn't have, like boys couldn't have girlfriends. And of course my sister couldn't have a boyfriend until we got to high school. Mm. Um, but by that time, for me, I mean, they was they was actually actually having like Can my brother had the siblings business. <laughs> no, no, no. They already had. They told. They said us too. They had. Okay. They had. They had their people. You know. Uh-huh. They they was. They had a relationship with people. Uh-huh. I I never did, um, mainly because I just it didn't make sense to me. So. Um, so I made it through all high school and everything and just never did. So, so yes, we couldn't, that's another thing we couldn't, we couldn't date or do any of that till we get to high school. And so, um, so bad though, but yeah. You said what? As a parent, I really don't think that one's so bad because I'm like in middle school, what you did, what you doing? Where, where we going? Where we, where we, where that's my, that was my mindset. Like, where are we going? Cause I'm definitely going and what are we doing in middle I'm school? Going to. Right. But I mean, when you're when you're in it, that just like it's a lot, especially when your friends are whatever. So I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so that that's that's being a preacher's kid. So yeah, I felt I felt liberated in some areas, and then I felt kind of restrained in some areas. Mm-hmm. Um. But, but it, it kind of turned out for the best in the in the long run, of course. But uh, it worked out. Uh. But that's my that was our experience. A lot of rules and regulations, and of course, you had to be a certain way when you left the house. You you had, you know, Elder Chandler's name attached to you, so you can't go out here doing no foolish stuff. And so, and so we just just that it was it's a lot. It, it was a lot of it was a lot of pressure, but it was a pressure that that you couldn't handle, like we couldn't handle, you know, yeah. Anyways, how was your experience? Um, I think mine, so just some things. So my dad, we were, were um, it's hard to explain this, which I know you'll know what it is. We were full gospel and full gospel is the best way I can describe it. It's just, it's like a modern Baptist. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's the best way I can describe it. Like um, it's not so, I don't like to say religion. It's, it's not rigid. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course we, you know, believe in God, Holy Spirit, all that good stuff. Everything the Bible says, believe in that. Um, we don't have any rules against wearing makeup or jewelry. You can do all of that. It's just, I guess it's just a modern Baptist. Um, we are open. I'm just trying to tap on all the religions. Like we're open to music, like just everything, you know, right, right. So it's a little bit more liberating. I feel like you can go, you can just, so that, that part was always, I was always happy about, like I couldn't, and there's nothing wrong with whatever denomination. So I want to preference that, but I had friends that were AME and like, we had to follow the strict program. And I'm like, how long 
is this program this is every sunday like that was that was a lot right so, like of course we have a guideline but we always just let the spirit move or however you know the 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 service went and so i just felt like it was a little bit more freeing uh, a different atmosphere to me that i was able to connect to god better so that i was uh, very grateful that that's what i tapped into my mom and dad actually came from like hardcore pentecost like they were in the tent revivals and all this stuff and i was like right. i mean that's cool but i'm just like that's not really my you know I'm glad I didn't have to necessarily participate in those in those things. Um, the churches that I came up in were great. My favorite one is in Austin, Texas, Victory Christian Center. Um, there was something for every age. It was just such a great atmosphere to grow up in God. And so that I was happy about. That was a really good experience. Um, home life, which is what I think I can separate my dad as a pastor and my dad as a, my dad. Um, but you have to understand, I had my dad was in the military and he was a pastor and so it was, um, are you paying attention? Yeah, what do you think I'm doing? I don't know. <laughs> um, so anyway, it, it was uh, the fact that he was in the military and that he was a pastor, I think that's kind of what made some of the restrictions in the house. And then my mom, um, just kind of her upbringing too. So I wasn't allowed to date, period. It wasn't even high school. That wasn't even, it was just, I wasn't allowed to date until I was out the house. And I'm just like, that logic just didn't make, just didn't make sense to me. I didn't like it. Jason, I don't think he cared too much. Jay, you know, like I said, Jason's so easygoing. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, <clears throat> I couldn't go to prom. I couldn't go to my junior prom, which I really wanted to go to. I had to beg to go to my senior prom and thank God I was able to go. I ended up having my first boyfriend senior year. So I had to fight. For, I had to fight for these things. Like I literally- sure had to fight for this. Um, and I pick up my dad, he gave me this book. I forgot what the name of it. Well, I know the name of, it. I forgot who wrote it. Um, what was it called? Oh shoot. Uh, never been, no, I kissed dating goodbye. And I was like, okay, dad, you gonna get <laughs> a 16 year old who's not even pleased. <laughs> just like, it's about this guy who didn't date until he got married. I was like, well, that's cool for him. That's not one of my testimony. That's not what I want, you know? Um, I had to fight to hang out with my friends. I was the only one that had a curfew, which actually ended up working in my favor because anyway, it was actually okay. Right. Um, some of the, the stuff that still doesn't make sense to me is, is we weren't allowed to watch some cartoons. Like we weren't watched, allowed to watch Animaniacs. We weren't allowed to watch like Rugrats and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know because the kids were disobedient or something. Wait, wait, wait. Don't, don't just roll over that. That's... That's that's stuff that we talk about today. Listen, oh yeah. So we were good with well, Rud Rats. Uh, I didn't even watch that anyway. But we couldn't watch like He Man because he said, "Oh yeah, about the power of Gray Skull." And my mom was like, mm -mm. <laughs> "If it ain't about the power of the Holy Ghost, you." <laughs> so, so she's like, so "You ain't watching that." I was just like, "Oh, we didn't watch like Fresh Prince and Martin and none of this. I didn't watch any of that until oh. I got to college. Like, I know that sounds crazy to people, but I didn't." Um, I don't know. It's just a lot of stuff we weren't actually able to do that my other friends were able to do. And you know, when you're a kid, it's it's stressful or whatever. But once I get older, I'm like, I don't, I didn't want to watch Rugrats anyway. I didn't really like Ren and Stimpy. They just right. kind of grossed me right. out. So I was like, okay, whatever. Um, but it's just, I think the biggest thing was I felt pressure growing up, like just to be perfect because mm. I was a PK and because my dad was in the military. Like we couldn't. Um, I know when I first started driving, my mom said I had to be really careful because if I got pulled over on the base, that looks bad on in the military, it looks bad on my dad, right. you know? And so I had to be mindful of that and it looks so bad as, a, as a, preacher, a preacher's kid. And I'm like, okay. And just having, I just felt like I had to 
put on this it's not a facade because I was a pretty good kid I think but it just I felt like I had to just always have it together like I made sure my dress wasn't too tight make sure whatever and I had to fight my mama sometimes just to wear a dress I'm like dog mom get home I got curves now sheesh it's just it was some of those those things I felt that was just uh it made life a little stressful um but like I said the positive I think I was happy with the atmosphere I grew up uh it was not uh, I know some people hated going to church. I loved it. Um, I always had a good time. I always felt just free just to, to be in that atmosphere. It wasn't so rigid like some other denominations are. I could invite my friends who weren't Christian. They felt, you know, they could be themselves and just be at home. And right. I think that's, that's a really big part of ministry, you know. Um, and then the other fun parts are like when we had church anniversaries or we had the choir concerts and that was pretty cool to have churches come over and different people I uh, learned how to praise dance in minds. That was great. So I had some really good experiences that way. Like I said, the bad ones were just, I was just, it was a strict household sometimes in, in some regard. And I wish hmm. some things would have been a little, a little different on that, on that spectrum, but it wasn't bad. I just, I think the biggest thing was I just felt pressure to always have it together, always be like, I couldn't, if I did anything, it was like, you know, I couldn't tell people I was having a bad day or I couldn't tell whatever. It was like, dang, man. Like, it just felt, I couldn't say dang. That's another, <laughs> it's like, y'all are doing too oh, yeah. much. Um, I don't curse anyway, hmm. but, you know, it's just like, sheesh, I can't even say dang. So, um, I call them the holy, holy curse words, like dang and shoot and sheesh. And I can't, right. I couldn't even, but they didn't like dang either. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Too close. Yeah. The close it's too close to the real dang. Right. So for, for me, like, now I just like, it's so freeing when you get older. Like I can, I don't have to worry about, you know, uh, my parents didn't care for my gauges at first. I'm like, okay, bless the Lord and keep moving. Like it's just certain things you just don't, I don't have to worry about anymore. Uh, but yeah, when you grow up at PK, there's just, it's just always certain things you just have to be, be mindful of, I think more than, than others. And like I said, my dad was in the military too. So that, that kind of put something else on top of that. So, yeah. Hey, yeah. Cause I, I you know, you said some, some, uh, something about uh, so m- m- my my thing was um, well we couldn't even when it got to a point where Christian music was getting getting very um, like secular music oh wow and I you know you remember like like the J not J Moss and in in Deidre Haddon's of the world yeah yeah and they were they were getting very secular sounding. And so I remember having a, a, a real argument with my dad about there's not, it's not bad that it's happening yeah. this way, you know, yeah. um, because I was playing for a Christian band that had that kind of flavor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My dad couldn't get with it. And so we had just going back and forth about that. So I'm just being in a, in a household. It's, it's like, it's like pulling teeth. And when you, when you peak, but yeah, on some things, it's hard to have that, it's hard to have that conversation, and that's the thing, like, I think, see, when it came to music and stuff like that, like, my dad was super open to that, I think, because his favorite artist is Fred Hammond, and Fred kind of had that, he started to have that little, not to say R&B right. flavor, but it was kind of like that Dietrich Haddon-ish type of thing on some of his music, and so he was really, and Kurt Franklin is my favorite, you know, Kurt always challenged gospel music, right. um, and so that's one thing I did appreciate. Like any, anything that was Christian, like Christian rap, it didn't matter. If it was talking about God, we we could do it. So that's why 
I love Lecrae okay, so okay. much and why I love Andy so much because that's all I could listen to. Like, those are my dudes. And right. thank, thank God for Jason, I'm telling you, because he brought all the Christian rap possible. <laughs> so, right. Um, we were able, like, I had one friend approach me. He was like, well, Christian rap doesn't make any sense. I'm like, what you mean? He was like, what they, how can you rap about God? I'm like, what you talking about? They rapping about what they know. I said, it's just like, so you take a rapper and they're talking, they enjoy rap. They, that's how they communicate. And that's, that's in them. What you want them to talk about if they're Christian? You want to talk about the, the cars and the hoes and the drugs? They're not going to do that. Like, right. what you, <laughs> I didn't understand the argument that he was trying to make. Um, but anyway, yeah, just, I'm sorry. I was just harping on the music part. I was like, yeah. Let me tell you what the most awkward feeling I ever experienced on my way to church. Okay. So um, this was uh, this way back in like the nineties. We were we were we invited one of our neighborhood uh, friends, an older guy, to come to church with us, right? And we rode with him in his okay. jeep. And on the way to church, when I'm used to listening to shoot, <laughs> mighty clouds of joy and uh cat and spirituals and okay. Shirley mm-hmm. I'm used to listen to that this particular Saturday because we went to church on, on Saturday uh this dude was bumping Biggie Smalls I know I was to say it was one of them I knew it was one of them straight up that's so Biggie weird. one of those songs one of the one of the lyrics was like it was so provocative it but was it's what you need to listen to before you go to church yeah, it, it, I remember and I was like, hey, it was the cringing because he said, he, he starts the verse off with bleep, bleep it. <laughs> I don't care. I, I want to go to hell oh, with, a, with, okay. a, with a blah, 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 and blah, blah, the well. And I was like, hey, I, I was like, <laughs> it was so, it was such an awkward ride to church. Yeah. To listen to hardcore rap, yeah, um, Biggie Smalls no less, and um, and I, I, one of those feelings where it's like ee, cringe. Speaking of writing, and this is just this is a people get. I'm gonna entitle this PK moments. Here's a PK moment: riding to school and listening to no either no riding to school no riding to church and listening to Benny Hinn. I'm talking like the worship part of Benny Hinn. The when I tell you, I'm gonna be so sleepy. Cause it's just inter- instrumental, and then him just coming in randomly saying "Hallelujah." I was like, "Dad, we got to do something so stupid." Hallelujah, good people. It was either that, or um, I don't know who who knows, but it was always something. And then on the school rides, when my dad used to take us to school, I had to recite the books of the Bible in order. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, ask me what it is now. I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. I'm, just, I'm, I'm the one that's in the table of contents. Like, where is this thing? Right. Good, <laughs> good instruction going down the, down the toilet. Now, it's not all of it. It's the ones that you really don't be in sometimes. Like, Corinthians, sometimes. All right. I don't know where. Is that? Huh? Zephaniah. Uh, Habakkuk. I'm like, okay, I don't know. I know it's Old Testament, but I don't know which, you know, where am I going? Like, some stuff like that, but. Um, that was those are my some of my my PK moments and then um one cool thing though if you've ever been like because you're a PK and you're in church all the time I'm sure you experience it's kind of like PK privileges do you know okay yeah like when you go to a church and we visit a church oh you're such and such um you're the pastor's um daughter about mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. kind of get like a little not that that's 
I'm not gonna, that's not even religious based or Christian based. That's just how it is in church. That's church life. Right. You know that's true. But you know what? The, you know what? I, I realized those same um, privileges transfer to musicians. Oh, of course. Like, like they, you're the first in the in the child line. They be like, "Oh, that's a musician. Come on, come uh-huh. on up there." When you, yeah. Like when you were young, it was like, "Hey, fast the family. Come on, come uh-huh. on." And y'all sit this. Yeah. I was actually telling um, um, a pastor in town about how the African American um, experience, especially back in the day when the when the pastors used to come to the the homes of oh, yeah yeah and and he would have the the best pieces of chicken uh huh and the first plate and the best. The nicest plate. Yeah. So um, that, that's one of the things. It's just church life. Like if you're not yeah, in it, you, you don't really understand it. You know what I'm saying? But that's, yeah, that's definitely how, how it was church life. So um, mm. I, I know you mentioned you want to talk about worst experience and best experience. I honestly can say I've had some of the best experiences being mm. a PK. Um, the only, the negative like stuff for me, like I said, I just felt pressured to always be perfect. And to always just have it together. And I think sometimes that's something I had to work through and just like, you know what, we're going to be myself. They love me. They don't, whatever uh, kind of mentality, not in a negative way, but that's just how I had to, you know, let all that pressure go. Um, mm. And then sometimes when I would go to other churches, was never at my home church, where I would go to another church because I was a PK, I would be treated a little differently. Like, you know, like I said, the privileges would also be some of the negatives. Like, oh, look at her. She's blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like y'all, it's not even, I'm not even worried about none of that. Um, or the bad connotation I would get before I made friends, like, oh, well, she's a pastor's daughter. And oh, you guys, especially- You know how they get you know, down. Right, yeah. especially guys uh, dating me, it would either be, they would think I was super spiritual or super loose. And I was neither one. Like I was just normal. <laughs> I was just like, okay. <laughs> what does that mean? Super spiritual. Dude, I wasn't either one. I was loose. What did that mean? <laughs> no, <wait a> <laughs> I was not loose. I was oh. No, okay. What does that mean? Listen, what I mean by that was, for me, I this is my example of super spiritual. If I asked you how you're doing, you've had like a crappy day or whatever. Well, I'm blessed and highly favored. Can you just tell me what what you really are? Because that's not that's not every day. I understand some people say that, and that's just what they're trying to live. Great. I like the people that say, you know what, girl, it's been a rough day, or it's been a great day. This is what I've been. Just tell me, you know. That's so. I wasn't extra spiritual. Love the Lord, have a good relationship, but I was also you could. I was approachable is what I was trying to say. Yeah. Now the loose part, when I say in the middle, it was like, I wanted to, of course I wanted to, you know, have a boyfriend. I wanted to all that stuff, but not like, well, child is what I'm doing every week or, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just normal teenage stuff. I guess I can say not extreme either way, just normal teenage stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I, I know. I, I do notice when I was in middle school there, there were two, there was a guy named Deke. Uh, we call him because his, David is real name, but we call him Deep because it's short for Deacon. You know how people are like, hey, Deep, because he would always wear slacks and, and dress mm-hmm. like like he's going to the church. Mm-hmm. So um, and a real cool dude, but we we hit it off just because we were like I understood, but I wasn't living like Deep though. Uh-huh. I was running there cursing, oh, okay. cussing up. Yeah, I can't but, imagine it. I can't like, see it. Wait, or me cussing? Yeah, I know nobody can Mm-mm. until I cuss them out, and then they'd be like, "Oh, so you can? You do okay. know no word?" No, I'm just kidding. I <laughs> cuss nobody out, but I'm just saying, like, but but it was a short stint though. It was a real yeah. short, like maybe forty years, where where I I I was real like uh, insecure, and 
I had a lot going on in my life where I had to try to be something that I wasn't. Yeah. Um, but my, my best, I guess, experience, um, PK, my, it was my best and my worst. Okay. Um, I went to go to a church service, my uncle at my uncle's church, because they had really good musicians or they, they had a lot of music. So I was like, I want to go. And my dad was like, oh, I'm too tired. I don't want to go. Right. And I was just like, oh, man. And so because of that, and as my dad said, I was skating on Den Nice already. Oh, sheesh. I at 16, what's 16? Uh, 15, 15 years old, my dad gave me my last beating. <laughs> because, Why? Because I was I was being I was doing too much, wow. obviously. Like I was being a madness. And so I got slapped. I got and it's so crazy. This is a crazy thing. So that's the worst part. But then the, the, the good part was he was like, Well, Eric, let's come on, let's go on church. You know what? I said, Oh my lord. After you done tore my rump up. <laughs> now we go. But no, I but we went, it, it was good. It was a good time. I got up a lot. You said what? I said I used to get spankings all the time. Yeah, you told you told me that. But this is the thing: we don't we don't call it spankings in my household. But I got beat, boy. Um, That's when yeah, the protective yeah. services come come out. I know, but this is, this is the eighties and nineties. Oh yeah, where, where was like, you want a beating? She said, "You want a spanking?" Because mm -hmm. um, the spanking, eh, yeah, sure, I can take one of those. <laughs> but if you say you want beat, uh, mm -mm. No, all right, so. Um, but this, this, this time I probably would have got in trouble ha had I not have the integrity to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. So a R and B band came to school, to our, to our school. Okay. And so I think they sung for like this, um, for like this, um, you know how like schools have a presentation. Mm -hmm. They, so I think they sung for a presentation, but then they were going to sing for a dance that we had. Okay. And so they uh they they wanted to know if there was a live band they could they could have mm -hmm. and so me and um a guy that's now a pastor um in columbia south carolina yeah. and 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 two and, and two other band members like they local band people uh -huh. we 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 assembled a band and and the guy was like man you guys sound great and so I want to be a part. So he was like, okay, Eric, you, you can play this song, right? It was a slow song. And he's like, oh, you can play the song. And I was like, all right, cool. And so I was playing the drums at the time. Mm -hmm. So uh, so I told my dad and my mom, I was like, listen, this R&B band came and they, they, and my bad dad said, yes. Okay. This is, this is, the, this is, the, this is the crazy part. So <laughs> the, the, the other guy, that that I played with, that's a, that's now a pastor. He he didn't tell his parents, but we borrowed the car. We borrowed instruments from the church. Oh no! No. To play. I don't know. Oh 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 oh. Let me tell. You, I think I know how what happened. So oh, we went no. and we played. I didn't do as well as I could have because I sped the song up because I was nervous. Mm -hmm. um, but either way. Um, everybody felt stoked about it, though. Yeah. One of the one one of one of the uh, 
uh, one of the girls that really looked nice, she came up to me and she was like, hey, Eric, mama. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to get a little play out here. Anyway, so, <laughs> so, uh, so, so, um, so with that next day, somehow, oh, um, somebody saw, saw um, the, that guy that's now a pastor, uh-huh. saw him playing. It was like, your son did so good last night. Oh, no. He was like, oh, no. So he's like, did good. Oh, oh yeah. He, and so it spilled the bean on him. And so when he got back home, he had to tell him what was, what was up. And yeah. I don't know, I don't know if he, he dropped my name in there. Oh. But I was okay because I was good. I already told you already my parents. Said you were at, right? Yeah, yeah I was, my parents knew, so right. so I was good. And um, but he didn't tell his father, which which is actually the pastor of the church. I, and my dad is, of course, the assistant pastor. Yeah. And um, he got in trouble, but I didn't. Well, he did. He did say, he did get. He did say, um, you know, if you're gonna play at this church, mm. we don't want y'all to play a certain type of music. Even though I, t- so I was good with right. my parents. Right. But with him, Not it was so a little, little sketch. But right. yeah, so that was that was um, probably one of the interesting, most interesting stories that of is. our church. Yeah. So I don't think I have a story like that. That was pretty. Yeah, that's interesting. I I know I did. Um, sometimes I would tell my parents I was going to a friend's house, and then which is true. That was the truth. But then we go. <laughs> go to another friend's house that's, that's the other part of it um but right. it was I think for me I just got as a kid or basically in high school was really had some really close-knit friends and it just sucked when I had to like literally beg to go out or had to like bargain with them that I was like does it really take all that I don't know um I couldn't go to any dances like I said in middle school nothing like that I think for me and of course, I don't have kids, so I can say this now, but I think I will be a little bit more lenient on some things. Um, it just kind of depends on what it is, but I don't know. Some stuff I think could have been, I know if I talk to my parents now, they, they say, you know, we could have loosened the reins a little bit on some stuff. Because uh, I was a pretty good kid. I always had my grades were up and didn't do anything crazy. But because I was so sheltered, me and Monica, actually, my friend Monica, hey girl, we actually talked about this Um I think it was on Sunday, just like our upbringings. I think it would have been nice if I wasn't as sheltered. I say that because when I was exposed, I was exposed in the wrong way. I was exposed Mm -hmm. by my friends who are my same age and the things that they told me and how they told me, it would have been better coming from an adult who had a, you know, a bit, a better perspective. And so um, I learned about quote unquote, the real world, I think the wrong way. Uh, Because it Mm. took a lot of reframing as I got older, like, oh, okay, so this is the way that's actually supposed to go. Um, That sheltered thing, I think, you know, they think they're protecting, but uh, I think in some regards, they're kind of hindering from the growth too. But they did the best they could, you know, I mean, not not complaining about that, but I think that's probably some of the not so positive things that I kind of went through. Mm. Yeah. You know what? This is the other thing that we, uh, PK kids, have you ever felt like your dad was preaching on you? you? <laughs> no, nah. He was like, he was preaching about a conversation y'all had. Oh, no. He's said that plenty of times. Me and Jason get thrown in there all the time. And my mama. That's the part that and don't be in the service because it used no, to. But, but it's like a one-way argument. Like we just had, we just talked about this yesterday about, and we had, I had my position, you had your position. Yeah. But then you took the pulpit and finished your position. 
And now I, I, I can't, like, hold up now. Nope, you can't, one, you can't say nothing. And then, like I said, something that happened at the house, they're going to, I said, that was not, that was not for nobody to yeah, know. That's not for us. And then you that know, for Brittany the, did. Us. That's what me and you. Right, dad, you don't have to say my name though. But yeah, oh, my dad will throw me and Jason and my mama in there all the time. Yeah, we're, we're part of the, the sermons. Many years. Yeah, that's <laughs> something I, I did not care. I did not care to do. Um, I think, and then this is a positive, which is being a PK. <laughs> One, you had to always be in church, okay? But the cool thing sometimes, church provided a nice source of entertainment. Like there's times that I remember now of just things that just, like, what, what is really going on that has brought so mm. much entertainment? Just listen to different pastors preach. Just one pastor said, <laughs> he said, this is just a weird terminology to me he said lord and first of all i hate the word moist okay oh i hate saying it just now i really hate that word so he said lord i want you to moisten the dry places and i said no 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 he said moisten the dry places in in their lives lord and, and just move in their life and i said did we have to say it like that though i don't know just little terminologies like that it's just um you know Moisten, yeah. Dry place. You can't say soothe. Just anything. I don't know. Deliver. I don't know. Anything else would have been better than that. Oh yes. Um, I don't know. It's it's definitely. I'll say this. This is my last positive, and if you want to talk about more, that's fine. But my last positive was it made me the best speaker I could possibly be being thrown basically in positions where I had to talk to the entire congregation many times. And this isn't just the cute little Easter speeches. Like I had to actually present stuff or, you know, go through that, um, being in front of people all the time, either dancing, singing, whatever. It made me be comfortable in front of people now. So that's a really big mm. benefit. Like, I don't know. That's something that it, it's kind of brought me just being in that limelight all the time. Wow. Like we, we didn't have a whole lot of that though, you know, where we had to go speak in front of people. But I think being a musician, when I had to play in front of everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we would go out and play and play in here and there, it made, it made me j- just be able to perform in front of people easier, you know, um, whether I be speaking or, or playing, you know, yeah, and, and just living with the results. I, like it, <laughs> it allows you that atmosphere allows you to live with the results. Like yeah. there's certain times where I was just like, oh, I sounded crazy, but I just live with the results. Or I sounded like I didn't know nothing. Now yeah. I wouldn't talk about it. But I just you learn how to okay, move on. Next one. Yeah. 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 So, it, was, no. it was good. Oh, training. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying it was good training. Yeah. So overall, what are, what would be some of your takeaways from being a PK? Hmm. I don't know. Um, I think um, I think the takeaway, the big, the main takeaway, is being a PK kid means that you have someone that is your parents and they have charge over you, have guidance over you. Um, that they at least have a moral compass. Yeah. You know, even though their perspective sometimes be will be rigid or be slightly different than where you want to go. Right. Uh, it's good to have at least some kind of bedding or some kind of foundation that's, that will allow you to be a, a, a decent human being as we like to say. Um, that's good. That's that's one of the, the best takeaways because so many bad parents out, you know, um, 
having having parents that absolutely have like a uh, some kind of moral compass kind of help mold me as a person. So that's my takeaway. Um, but of course, I know people that they don't have um, parents that are, uh, you know, preachers or anything like that. And and they are fine folks. They're, they're awesome um, people. Um, but for as for me, um, taking that away is 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 probably the best thing. I got parents that uh that love Jesus. I think yeah. that that is that's a really good benefit because like sometimes you know people are spe- are seeking spiritual guidance and not maybe not sure to talk or whatever. And we have that a phone call away or you know down the street or whatever. So that's that's really that's something that I that I always um even if it's just to hear the perspective so I can disagree with it. <laughs> okay, see, <laughs> I, don't, I don't ever go for that. <laughs> just see the way I deal. And honest, like I said, some of this is pastoral and some of this is just mom and dad like legit like just me and my parents we think very differently about things period and I've grown up to the point like I will listen and take what they're saying doesn't mean I'm gonna do it like I already have my own you know perspective like definitely respect them like oh that's cool I understand that I like to do it this way and I that's just you know whatever Um, my takeaways would be it was an interesting upbringing I would definitely (laughs) definitely say that I was granted to be at some really phenomenal churches and meet some really good people. Uh, you know, of course, there were some negatives. To me, there were some negatives in there. Like, I wasn't able to do some things I wanted to do. Um, felt like I was a little sheltered in some areas. But overall, it was a good, being for me anyway, because I know every PK has a different experience, right? Even right. What we're talking about now. For me, I think it was pretty cool. I was fine overall. Um, and just even looking at some of the people that I thought I wanted to hang out with and seeing them now, I'm like, thank God I was, thank God I didn't go out with them. I didn't hang out with them and it turned out okay. Uh, you know, and and then just having my own growth, um, just as, as a believer and, uh, you know, just, just working through some of the things that the perspectives that I heard and I was like, "Mm, that's really not what we need to be doing, you know? So, um, I don't know. I'm trying to find a solid takeaway. I, I like I said, overall, it was a good experience. I definitely learned from it. I think it showed me how to have a good balance um, of, of, you know, understanding the world as it, what it is and not sheltering so much. And mm. uh, yeah, I think it was cool. I had a cool experience. It was, it was fine. Overall, it was fine. You know, and I, I, always, I always have grace with my parents because they've never, they were parents with Jason and that was really unfair because Jason was so chill. Like I said, he was, he didn't rock the boat at all. And here I came, I questioned everything. And, you know, I, I did, I know I challenged them in a lot of areas and they did the best they could. You know, they wanted to make sure that I was protected and I definitely appreciate them and will always love them for that. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of, I think when you get older, you kind of just have more grace with your parents because they didn't, they didn't know, you know. Mm. and our parents were young when they had us very young right they were very young and trying to navigate through things and you know it was it was different and, and I know they saw a lot of me in them and I know that they really didn't know how to you know maneuver that because my dad left early my mama left early from home and they did a lot of you know different things and I think when they saw me wanting to do different things it was like whoa wait a minute we don't know how to we don't know how to process process or handle or advise so right yeah That's, yeah but this is the thing too with you with you though and we i think we said this before like being in a household where it's five kids Ooh. like you can you can go you can fly under the radar yeah like i can fly under the radar a lot 
and yeah. just be like, okay, I'm I'm gonna just hide. And then they'll they'll be more concerned with the other. And that and, and it was a good thing and it was a bad thing though. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of my lessons and things like I, I could have been better at, like math and some other things, mm-hmm. like because I flew under radar, I didn't get the help that I needed. Yeah. You know? And so um for me though, so that was magnifying hmm? glass. I said for me it was a magnifying glass. Correct. Right. So they could put all the energy. And then they had to worry about Jason because he wasn't going to do that. Right. So, <laughs> Jason might have got in trouble. Oh, it was rare. It was rare and far in between. Me, it was all the time. And it was always, and that's why I felt bad. Sometimes I didn't, I always loved Jason. Me and Jason have always been close, but sometimes he irritated me because I'm like, dude, I'm out here by myself. Like, what you doing? Right. <laughs> he didn't care about going to prom or nothing. I was like, Jason, if you would have went to prom, if you would have did all that, it would have been easier for me. Here I go, I had to fight just to, Hey, I, I could just hear a conversation you had with Jason where you like, come on, Jason. And Jason was like, all you got to do is do what they say. Listen, right. Be all right. I had to do a presentation <laughs> to go to prom. I had to explain why I wanted to go. I had to oh, wow. essay. Basically. Hmm. That's crazy. That's, that's but crazy. I went to the prom, but I went to the prom after I graduated. But you, you started driving when you were Eight. in high school? I tried at 18. I've been wanting, well, I, I had my permit at 16. I didn't get my car until 18. Okay. And you got your car when you when you got your um license or you got, got your my, car? So I got my license and then uh, it was my birthday. I got my car. Hmm. And because they, they still wanted me to drive the bus. And this is when I lived in Sumter. And Sumter, okay, my high school from my house on the bus is an hour. Who want to sit on the bus for an hour? Oh, yeah. Crazy people, not me. Yeah. And my homeboy yeah. down the street, I couldn't. He, we went to the same school. They wouldn't let me ride with him because he was a boy. And I'm like, okay, now, see y'all doing, mm-hmm. y'all doing too much. Like we not I even. Wouldn't, I wouldn't do that either. Okay. Anyway, anywho, so I, I was either, and so when I got my car, I had to petition to be able to ride my, well, drive my car. And the only way I was able to drive my car is I got a job. So I only had, as a senior, only had two classes because I got all my credits. Only had two classes. And then I went to work at the Y and then I came home. That's dope. Hmm. Had to work. The I also, <laughs> I, I I got my car before I got my license. So I actually oh. did. I actually got my license in my car. I went I went to try to get oh, my license. I went to, uh, you know, yeah. do the driving test in my car. Um, it was cool. I mean, it's fun. But I because because I had all my credits um, before the second half of um, the year, mm-hmm. I could I just work, you know, and then I bought my car. Isn't it funny? Like I really thought I was doing something with three hundred dollars. Like <laughs> that was a, like that was. I mean, in high school, that was mm. more than enough. I was able. I paid my cell phone bill, and I was able to buy my little clothes and stuff. Like I mean, what, really are, what, are, the bills, what are the bills I'm paying for anyway in high school? Now, that's, just like that. With so every week I would get like five fifteen. Oh, that's. I was nice. getting five fifteen. And so this is the thing. So I would pay my sister like $50 out of that every week. Because I was like, Kim, you don't have a job. I'm just. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, yeah. that's sweet. And so she's like, thank you. <laughs> so anytime I need something from her now, I'm like, you remember that time? <laughs> you know, you just went left. Mm-mm. No, no, I was just playing. I didn't do that. Or her ransom to her. <laughs> no. <laughs> to something I didn't pass since you didn't pass or I didn't pass all right so 
Let's meet a Mo- PK. I think we'll do a part two one day. We might bring on some other PKs and see. Oh yeah, that'd be their nice. experiences. Wait, well, how many? We, we, um, I know a lot. We of got people. we have cousins that have um a parent a parent that's a pastor or a preacher. So yeah, we do. And I have several friends. I think it's. I'll say this, and it will be done for real. I think it's kind of cool though. Like when you meet someone, this is in my my um, my small group. And we were just talking about different stuff. And like one person, oh, yeah, I'm a PK. I'm like, oh, I'm PK too. You already have that, like. Yeah, already, you know. Unwritten, you yeah. know, you don't have to talk about it. What happened? Like, we kind of got that connection already. I was like, oh, I already know how you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cool. You know, yeah. you know what's going down. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's it's good and bad. You know, I, yeah. I think, I think our parents could actually, my mom wasn't a PK, but my dad was, as you know. And so I, he's had his experience too, but he wasn't a Christian then either. Not really. I don't believe yeah, your mom wasn't a PK. No, she was not. Mm. Mm, right. She was in church all the time, though. She was always in church. Right. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, granddad gave, you know, became a preacher later in life. Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. I think my dad had a different experience as well. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we have come to the part in our show that everybody's been waiting on. Oh. <laughs> our playlist shout out. Yes. Um, you want to go first? Nope. You know why you don't want to go first? <laughs> she wasn't prepared. Don't do that. Don't do me. Don't try it. I have it. Yeah. I was going to add an additional one. Thank you very much. Oh, I Ooh. got mine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so mine is uh, a song by Rich Tolbert Jr. Who's that? Uh, Isn't He Beautiful? Uh, featuring Dante Bowie. Okay. Uh, so me and my cousin, we were talking about how to pronounce um, Dante's uh, last name. And because it doesn't have an I in it, I was thinking maybe it's Bowie. Um, so the way I ran, I ran across this, it was random um, in the way I ran across because I, I just kind of placed the music on, on my um, uh, Apple Music. Mm-hmm. subscription and it just kind of brings one up and it brought this song up the tears the real tears i was crying I, I almost got that snotty cry oh, going wow that's how crazy it was like What's the song about <laughs> uh, it it just talks about jesus being beautiful and mm-hmm. because I, I i just bought a home and just that it was so it was so hard that the, the whole process was so hard just believing and 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 seeing things come to fruition it just was like all the feels the moment yeah all the feelings rushed in and uh it's real good it's a real good song um so check it out isn't he beautiful rich talbert jr nice okay mm-hmm. that works um mine is it kind of happened to me so okay this is something i honestly need to sit down on a saturday and do so you know i work out all the time i have i have kind of a couple of playlists but not a gym workout playlist and i really need to do that because when i'm trying to work out you, there's certain songs you listen to to get yourself to get you know get your mind right mm-hmm. and um so anyway i was listening to I, I just had a it was just whatever amazon was playing i was like okay this is not this is not working for me 
and I wanted to hear something different. Long story short, kind of like you, I was just letting it run, and I started hearing the song. I was like, wait a minute. Like, first mm-hmm. of all, her voice got me. I was like, oh, I like that because I like different types of voices. Um, that was really soulful, like uh, Jasmine Sullivan ish kind of mm-hmm. voices. Yeah, those things kind of get me. So it's like, oh, wait a minute. Let me let me start this workout real quick. Uh, I don't I don't not know how to pronounce her name. It's N A O. N A O. I I don't. Oh I, yeah, I got her in my playlist too. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce her name though. Right, I don't know. I yeah. never knew. I, I don't know, but the song is another lifetime, and it's just the 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 story that she depicted in that was like wow. It just reminded me of like my past relationships, and it wasn't sad. It was just like man, that's perspective for you, you know. Mm. Um, and it's just something. It's like you something you listen to on a really nice day in your driving kind of song. Yeah. It kind of makes you reflect about things, and so I really like that song. I think I pronounce it nail. But I, I, I'm sure. Maybe I said I didn't want to try and it'd be wrong, so I don't. You, I don't know what these kids are. You know what they be listening to these days. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> you sound old. I am. I what these youngsters? You know? I don't like new music and stuff. Yeah. If it's not somebody I know, I'm like, I don't know who these people are. But right. I just so happened to let it run that day, and I was like, oh, I like that. I like her voice, and um, yeah, I I think I heard her her first time maybe two years, three years ago, mm-hmm. maybe three years ago, maybe. Uh, maybe it could have been four or five years ago, actually. Yeah, yeah, I like her voice. I like that song, though. It's a good reflection song. So that's my choice of the day. Good. Well, this has been our um, podcast episode. Oh, this is the fifth one. Okay, got it. All right. This has been a couple cousins with Eric and Brittany. Y'all be good. Bye. Bye. Oh, I'm coming.